opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you. Welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Uh, you know, I, I have to tell you, I am so absolutely grateful for every day I wake up to do. And, you know, this is really kind of the coolest thing that I could talk about. And you're going to hear why today with my very, very special super guest, William Whiteclouch, joining us here. But this is why. Let me just say why. And, you know, I, we have some amazing people that work with the show. I just got to say this to everybody out there. You know, I get to show up and be my joy. That's what I get to do. But behind the scenes, you know, we've got Linda, Kim, Jessica, Michelle, you know, now Rick, um, people that have come in and have said yes to helping us out. You know, today, this show, you've got the folks at BBS Radio right now pushing all the right buttons, making everything work. You know, tomorrow morning, I'll have some more folks pushing buttons so that I could come here and chat with all of you and have an absolutely transformation, you know, with William, William, my very special guest. He is, of course, the best-selling author, The Magician's Way. I cannot wait to talk about this. You know, this, you know, what they say about this, they say this is a journey of self-transformation. And I, I would have to say, yeah, probably. But I also think it is a super spiritual, empirical invitation for every one of us to understand that success, you know, living an extraordinary life, you know, being in the flow, uh, having everything that shows up in your life be that of greatness and epic vibration. This is what William's work is about. This is why each and every one of us gets to listen to, and I will listen to this show when I'm done, over and over and over again, so that we don't have to struggle to be that person we want to be. It's just like waking up and breathing. William, welcome to the show. It is really an honor to have you on here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Pat. Thank you for having me on your show. I've got to tell you that I love your accent, <laughs> and uh, I'm really enjoying listening to you, and, and it was such a great introduction. Thanks so much for that. And whilst that was a great introduction, honestly, you hit the nail on the head. Everything you described is exactly what I'm about. You get me, and I'm very happy to be talking to you. 
Well, you know, I, let, let's just start out with one of my all-time favorite words in the world. Are you ready for it? Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> Magic. Magic. Oh, that, God, I'm ready for that. All-time favorite. And, you know, since I was a little kid, you know, I love the whole idea of this. I, I, you know, there are many people listening to this show that, you know, really don't have a sense of how magic plays a role in our everyday lives. I want to talk about this with you for a minute. I want to kind of kick this off for a minute. You know, it used to be that magic was only for the select few. But this is a different world we live in. You know, people are having magical, mystical experiences every day of their lives. But let's talk about magic from your perspective and give our listeners, you know, a sneak peek at what's to come here today. Well, you see, the thing is, Dr. Pat, in, in many ways, I, use, I do use the, the, the term magic only metaphorically in, in some cases, and very much in the way that you were talking about it earlier, in that way that you live a life and how life unfolds for you is with a flow and with a delight, in, in that it's, it's surprising. And the process that achieves the, the great end results that you experience in your life are also hidden uh, to, to some extent and very surprising, so that what unfolds is always, uh, you know, a, a unique surprise to you and a delight because it's better than you could ever have hoped for. And I don't care in what language and anywhere in the world, it's just a common phrase where we go, that's magic. We all understand what that means. When life is just glorious and, and, and going beautifully for us, um, and that's in, in the, that sense of the word that I use it. But also in another deeper sense of the word, and, and I really mean this uh, very seriously and believe in this and I'm dedicated to this, is that for... Most of us, I would say, the, the tendency is, the, the human tendency is very often to get caught up in seeing life in very material, very mechanical terms. So yeah. that we face with situations in our lives, uh, circumstances, and even, you know, oftentimes problems. And we can have a bit of a problem-solving uh, relationship to our lives where we kind of see that life is just something to be coped with. And furthermore, the part of us that we can, we, we, what we've got to rely on is the strength of our bodies and also actually the strength of our minds so that what we can rationally work out and compute and what we can physically shove around. Uh, and, and so it's a very forceful orientation, and we believe that's all we've got going for us. And we apply that, and yes, we do get results, and that's why we can tend to believe in it and rely on it because, yes, it, it, it does get some results, but what are the results and what is the cost of those results? Because there is another part of us which I would call, and we've we got many names for it. I, I happen to call it pure creative spirit. I believe each of us is endowed with a pure creative spirit, that if we can connect with that, if we can acknowledge that side of ourselves, connect with that side of ourselves, and also hand over to that side of ourselves, if we know the trick to employing that side of ourselves, well, then we can bring into, into play a force far greater, a force in that, that in collaboration with, with, with God, with the universe, again, whatever your term for it is. But this force that, that can then affect things in a, in a much greater way than we could ever work out or, or, or force, our, you know, force our way through. 
And, and you know, so that, that's also what I mean by magic and living magically. I love this. You know, I, you and I are, are so on the same page with this. For those of you just tuning in, let me just give you a, a quick introduction to my absolutely incredible guest today, William Whitecloud, best-selling author. But, you know, take a look at, you, you know, many, many of the things that he's done, the books that he's written. You know, you could do that at his website, WilliamWhitecloud.com. Here's, here's where I am. I was on a I was on a call today. I do three to four hours of of radio um, uh, uh, on um, Thursdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, William. And you know, I had a caller call into the show today. She brought all of us to tears. You know, she was listening to the show, and we were talking about what are some of the things that each of us might be able to do to make sure that we rise up to the occasion that's called our lives. She was, had $42 in her pocket. She was uh, on Social Security. And she was in recovery, right? Calls into the show. And in that moment, you know, you get to, you get to have this place where your heart opens and there's nothing but compassion. And honestly, for, for Michael and I, we were on the show today, you know, both of us know what it's like to be homeless. I know what it's like to be homeless at 17, sitting in a 61 uh, Volkswagen, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. So we know what that's like. But here's what I love about what you said. Each and every one of us, we are all called to shine. We are all called to shine. You know, I, that's my phrase. You said we are all here. You know, it's it's like, William, isn't it our birthright to experience the beauty and the opulence of the universe, right? Absolutely. Totally it is. There's, there's nobody whose birthright it is, is to suffer, is to struggle, is to have anything other than the greatest life that can be imagined, actually. And, and what is beautiful about it is, is no one life is actually ever designed um, to be the same. It's incredible to think that there are billions of people on the planet, and yet there's such diversity and, and, and uniqueness in, in nature. You know, there is a commonality in, in form, but also a very strong uniqueness in nature. And the thing is, you know, Dr. Pat, I can I can relate exactly to that lady situation. Yeah, me I've too. Been there. Right. I've, I've, right. I've been there, and I'm, you know, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to brag and, and 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 compete, but I've been worse than that, you know. <laughs> uh, and 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 the thing is, is that, you know, you can go from that. I I have been, and I've supported thousands, literally personally, thousands of people go from crushing despair. Uh, to, to living an absolute sublime life. I mean, just for instance, I'll give you an example. I get letters from readers, and the, the most touching ones come from teenagers because they usually were suicide cases. And, and these kids write to me just to thank me for, for saving their lives, basically, changing their lives. You know, they tell me about how they, they, their, their lives were terrible from their perspective anyway, and they wanted to kill themselves. And then uh, as a last desperate act their parents one of their parents or some relative gave them the magician's way to read and they saw the possibility of who they are 
and, and the power of, that, that they could tap into within themselves and, and just how different life could be for themselves, almost like by switching a flick, uh, switch, switching, you know, uh, the flick of a switch, because that's, that, you know, it's, it's like a razor's edge that we live by in, in the difference between despair and inspiration, and, and the way we look at life can transform it. And, you know, the, these kids write to me and say, look, I, I see life totally differently now. I'm, I'm happy, and I realize that, you know, what I was crushed about was, uh, was a sense of hopelessness, and it was ridiculous because all along there was hope. I only had to grab it. I only had to know it was there and grab onto it and ride its coattails, really. Well, I, this is really perfect. This is perfect to talk about, you, you know, because I, <laughs> isn't it funny? I, we have to take a moment and have to give – let's take a moment here for, for a minute, if we could, William. Just just a hot second, if we could. <laughs> and so sure. let's just give kudos to the forces in the universe for this cosmic joke that they've given you and me and so many other people, which is called disappointment, right? Yeah. You know, isn't, isn't disappointment the cosmic joke of our decade? Isn't it for, for for real? Because we so easily buy into it, right? I mean, we we're so easily right there. You know, the minute that we write a check where there's not enough money in the account, we're right there in the moment of, oh my gosh, I am a loser. It yeah. doesn't take but a nanosecond of that cosmic joke to show up and give us the illusion of the fatality of joy, right? Look. <laughs> Precisely, and, and people are going to think, you guys listening out there are going to think, you know, that I'm, uh, you know, an evil person for saying this, but it's, it's true, is that when I'm working with groups of people, and what I want from the group is, because I want to transform people uh, in, in these situations and support them in their transformation, so I'm yes. always looking for a, a depressed story, you know, a hopeless story. I, w- I want the most hopeless story that anyone can give me. And, I, you know, I really squeeze it out of the audience so that, that I do. I get the most abysmal story going there that day. You know, there's the saddest case. And I get the person to tell the story. And, you know, always, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a heart, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a nice person. I'm not a heartless person. <laughs> but like you're saying, Dr. Pat, I, I do, I burst out laughing halfway through these sad stories because you can see the cosmic joke in it. And, you know, just to allay everyone listening, the person themselves sees it as well. You see, that, that, that's a beautiful thing, and that's what it's designed to do, is that it's just a story and it's a cosmic joke because it's just a perception, it's just a story, and just so easily it can be turned around. <clears throat> I love this. You know, and part of this, let's talk, let's talk for a minute. <laughs> let's talk for about all your books, but let's talk about The Magician's Way and The Last Shaman. Let's talk about this for a minute because, you know, you touched upon uh, some of the things. I think I, I want to stop a moment. I want to chat with you about that because there's a question, a signature question that I'm known for. I've, from the very first day 10 years ago, when I dialed a wrong phone number and dialed into a radio station and said yes and bought my first hour radio, the question was, you know, given everything that you've done, William, all the things that you are, what are some of the challenges and obstacles that you've personally had to overcome to bring you right here to this moment? Well, 
the, the biggest obstacle that brought me to this uh, moment and the biggest gift of my life, which, again, you know, using that cosmic joke analogy, uh, it was a terrible thing in my life as I went through it because I had a 10-year illness that took me to my grave. And nobody could help me with it. I went around the world. I saw doctors and professors and alternative healers all over the world for 10 years, and no one could help me. No one knew what was going on with me other than I was just getting progressively iller and iller and iller and iller. And then in the end, I was on my deathbed. I mean, there were people coming to sit beside me and telling me how to prepare for the, for the, next, the, the other side, for the afterlife, and that was a clue that things weren't going well for me, I can tell you. And um, I met a young man who told me that he had had what I had in, right at the end. And not only did he tell me that he knew what was wrong with me, he, he told me that he had had it himself and that he knew the cure. And so he told me that the cure was to eat meat, red meat, and to drink white wine and smoke cigarettes and have coffee every day. That was his cure. And now the thing about that is that although all the people I'd been seeing for 10 years didn't know what was wrong with me, they would have all agreed that what this guy was saying was nonsense and was a, <laughs> right. a prescription was a prescription for suicide, you see. And, and I, you know, when, I, when, he, when he told me, my heart sank because when this is, this is the cure, you're kidding me. This is like what everyone's been telling me I must absolutely avoid. These are the four substances that are the curse, you know. It's like telling me to eat arsenic. And any, but, but anyway, I took, his, I took his advice and I did it. And I got better immediately. And... That taught me a lot. There was a massive lesson in that because what I got from that was not that meat's good, not that wine's good, not that, because to this day I, I detest smoking. Uh, coffee freaks me out. And that, so, but the thing that I got from it was there must be some way in which my focus creates my reality because of how I was focused for 10 years and then the day I let go of that focus, and when what the hell, you know, uh, <laughs> let it happen, so be it, you know, uh, we'll, we'll let the cards fall where they will. My energy was released. I, I bounced back to health. I had a totally different experience of life. And um, I have been using that principle, though I've come to understand it at a much deeper level. For, for now, for 20 years, I've been using that principle to build a better and better and more and more glorious life for myself. The opposite of the, the hell on earth I live, I've created my heaven on earth. And, and you know, also through that, uh, you know, helped, helped tens of uh, thousands of people and, and, and created all kinds of, you know, creative accomplishments and, and life goals and qualities of, of life through that lesson that I learned from being so desperately ill um, and, and, and being in this situation that was a nightmare and, and I thought was a curse, now I go, well, how else would I have found the secret that I found? And, you know, what would have brought me to that? And, and what would my life be like if I didn't have that secret in my life? This is exactly perfect because, you know, when when we look at our lives and we look at what the material world or the outside world says, you know, it's interesting, William, right? Because um, uh, people, uh, what what is the, the, what did one of the folks call me recently? Pollyannish. 
you know, you know, you, you, you're so Pollyannish. You so have this view of the world, right? You know what? I don't know if I'm Pollyannish or not, but I do believe <laughs> in the magic and the miracle of a holy instant. You know, I do believe that we're not put here on earth, right? And I got to ask you about this. You, you know, I, I, here's what I've come to believe late in life, I might say. I've come to believe that growing up with the idea that there is a universe out there, right, that is yeah. supposed to be benevolent would have us go through the painstaking life lessons we get. See, I have to abandon that thought. So what did I come up with to replace it? So I love, I'd love to get your take on this, if you don't mind. But I, what I came up to replace it with is the following. I don't think there are any life lessons. I don't think we live in a world that we have a benevolent God, universe, whatever you want to call it, that will punish us so we get it right. What I believe is that if I look at my life, fired from every job I've ever had, homeless at 17, chronic illness like you, you know, I could be a country western song, really, both of us could. (laughs) We could be like a duet. Um, I've come to believe that those times in my life when I've been out there, right, the universe tried to get my attention in very gentle ways to say, you know what? We don't want you to live in fear. We don't want you to settle. We really want you to go in this direction. Please make a right-hand turn here. And I didn't do it. So what if all of the things that are showing up here and there, being homeless, whatever it is, what if these things are simply ways to get our attention so we can shine, right? So yeah. we can live the life that we deserve. I don't know, William. Am I off my rocker on this one or what? I don't, I don't think you are because I, I share a similar view, to be honest. The thing, you see, the thing is that what I've learned, though, is that there's a, there's a real paradox to being human. We, we are, I believe, pure creative spirit. Mm-hmm. And, we, 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 you know, that, that pure creative spirit is connected to everything through all time and space. I mean, that, that, that's not even a, a question any longer. It, uh, the, the ancients had that intuitive concept of that, and now uh, any uh, physicist will tell you that that is true, that, that we are just, everything is one and everything's connected. And, and that is a basis of, of a, a very powerful, well, it's a, it's a creative power that we all have, that we all imbued with. We are amazing uh, creators and, and um you know, have have just the most godlike powers. I'm I'm not kidding. When you see what we can cre- create, both dysfunctionally and and functionally, so we have this um, phenomenal power at our disposal. And 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 yet, at the same time, the thing about it is, is that when we are born, we don't know that we are not our mothers and that we are not our environment because we feel that connection. We don't have a strong individual sense of existence which to have an experience on planet Earth, we need. We need an individual sense of existence, and it's it's fun and useful to have an individual sense of existence. Otherwise, we'd just all be robots. And so, But the thing is, to develop that individual sense of existence, we then create an identity, and what our identity is based on is it's based on separation. We, We form beliefs and define ourselves, others in the world, and the world in a way that then 
creates a separate. And, and, and what makes a separate is ideas of separation and limitation. But then the problem with that is, well, the good thing about that is, the benefit of that is, we have an identity. We have an ind individual sense of existence, which is what it was designed to create. But then the problem with that is that also at one level we feel, and, and, and we feel it strongly, and it's a very strong urge, is that we buy into our own story that we are separate and that we are incomplete and that we are limited. And then what happens is we develop strategies for um, resolving our sense of incompleteness, our, our sense of limitation. And that's what we then make our lives about. It's a personal myth. And what is a myth? It's a framework for understanding the meaning of your life. So we understand the meaning of our lives egoically as resolving our incompleteness. And, and you see, that's the basis of suffering because there we are trying to resolve our, 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 our incompleteness. And what we put our attention on gets the power, gets fed. It's the, it's, it's the wolf that gets fed. And that, that story then plays out. And, and that causes us to buy into the story even more because we can prove it now because it's playing out, you see. And, and so we go off on this tangent and, and things can, can, for many of us, just get worse and worse and worse because our story is playing out so successfully. And, and you know, like you said, Dr. Pat, every now and then we're having these crashes, which is our <laughs> spirit trying to create a glitch for us to see through the story, you see, is, is, is for us to take stock and look at ourselves. And, and I, I don't know about you, but I know that's what uh, happened to me through all of this was, thank God, that's what happened was because it was it, it, what the net effect of w was I looked at myself, I looked at life, I questioned, I went, what's going on? Because the way I was just randomly going along in life was, was very misdirected and misguided and, you know, had nothing to do with really who I was and what I was about and what I loved. And it, it created a, a redirection in my life, you know. So uh, there, there you have my philosophy on the subject. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. I mean, this is really uh, this is really the magic of of our, our conversation tonight. You know, it's the magic and the mystery of things. And I wanted to ask you, William, about this because you know I, I don't think you and I are that far apart in terms of some of the things we have experienced. By the way, you know, I you I don't know about you, but yeah, I'm still walking around with you know what people call a chronic disease, and they're still scratching their heads about it. But I'm not anymore. Yeah, see exactly. that, that that that's what I love about this. You know, mm -hmm. we don't have to buy in to the message, the mission, the vibration, or just the plain BS that we hear. So what is the key to learning discernment? Well, the, the key to learning discernment, you know, I don't, I don't really, sorry, I don't, don't really, you caught me by surprise there. I don't know what you mean by discernment, but exactly. But I, I just want to say this, is that what I, what I believe, you see, the the fundamental there, there are a couple of misconceptions yeah that, that's what I mean there, there are there are a couple of misconceptions that we are you know I, I hate to be a blamer but I just can't <laughs> help I can't help but feel that our society in some way fails us by not really you know giving us a bit of a hint about you know really 
the, the way things really work. And, and because, there's, there's, there, as I say, there's, there's some fundamental misconceptions that are the foundations of how we approach life. And can I just say quickly what those misconceptions are? I would it's, love for you to do that, please. Yeah. Look, it's, it's, it's as simple as this, is that as we approach life, we approach it in a way where we have end results. Every, everyone, whether they, they say they do or not, everyone has end results. Everyone has agendas. Everyone has objectives. Because we're faced with circumstances in life, and you know, we want to navigate our, our way through that, the economy, our relationships, whatever. So we, we, we all have end results in, in our lives, even if, if they're unconscious. And the, the thing is that what our tendency is to do is to believe is that we have to understand the process, the how of this is going to be resolved and, and worked out and, and be achieved. And so, we, as I say, we have this tendency to be very process-orientated and put the power in the how. But the problem is with that is that the, the very part of ourselves that we refer to when we ask how is the rational part of us. And the thing about that is, is that the rational part of us made up our belief systems and, you know, all our limiting beliefs and, and ideas of, and notions of separation, limitation, incompleteness, etc. And so when we look at what we need to do, how we're going to go about approaching whatever we're engaged in in life, whatever we're involved in in life, the, the ego, the rational mind... <laughs> This is the problem. It doesn't actually look functionally at what the true situation is in the moment, make the connections that are there to be made, and uh, see the possibilities that exist there and whatever. It actually just refers to the past, to our past experience, and just comes up with what it's observed from the past and projects that onto the current situation and gives us a sense of the past as what is happening now and gives the strategies that we employed in the past to, to employ now. And, and basically what those strategies amount to is fulfilling, uh, completing ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, resolving our sense of limitation, our sense of incompleteness in whatever way that is. Now, I'll just say very quickly, what, uh, just to paint a picture here so people have an idea of what I'm talking about, is that, um, for instance, when, when uh, different personality types approach things, yeah. you see, one person might believe that what is incomplete about them is they don't have enough worth, they don't have enough pro- approval. So they will spend a lot of energy going around and, and getting worse and being nice to people and, and engaging in approval-seeking you know, approval behavior that has nothing to do with the meaning of their life, really, and, and the end result that they are seeking. Other people might think they're not safe, and they will test safety and you know, create dramas for themselves, whatever. And, and so that, you know, we, we just engage our dysfunctional ideas and strategies that then create uh, dysfunctional results for us that mm. might not stop us getting what we want in life. Often they do lead to really bad habits, really bad patterns for ourselves, but at the very least, they waste our energy, you see, because of we, we look at things from uh, this, this uh, 
process orientation, the, the yeah. how, and we engage the, the rational mind, yeah. of, often which, which tells us it's not possible it doesn't, because it doesn't right. know how, or it tells right. us it's not possible, or, or it just sends us on this um, dysfunctional behavior. And the thing about that is that the truth is that we are going to be actually at our most functional when we become end result orientated because when we become end result orientated and put more power in what it is that we want to accomplish and, and stand in that more than how we're going to do it, actually there's an emotion attached to that end result. If you actually go and you connect with the end result, well, you're engaging your creative spirit because it's connected to everything, even your end result. And there's an emotion there. Just like when you're in the process, you go into emotions possibly of fear, of, of uh, sadness or, or frustration or whatever. These, these feelings are that give you a sense of your separation that then you go playing out. If you go to the end result, you get another kind of emotion. And it's an emotion of connection. And then that emotion informs you differently. That emotion is derived from the part of you that's connected, and it can see the, the connections between things. It can see the possibilities. And so it informs you in a very different way, and you approach things in a very different way, and you have a very different energy about how you go about things. You, you, you feel different. You feel more grounded. You feel more confident, and you feel more inspired. And, and so you live life in a, in a much better condition and actually, to be honest, a much more functional condition. And, and it's, you know, so I think the most important thing in life that we've got to discern, as, as you say, Dr. Pat, is where are we coming from when yeah. we approach our lives, you see, because yeah. we don't stop and question that. And because largely, you know, we, we're ignorant. We don't know that there's this discernment, there's this distinction to make. Well, you know, this is beautiful. This and this is so needed. This show is so needed. Believe me, you know, I'm going to ask Linda, our producer, to make sure we play this show several times because it really answers so much of what people are saying on the show, you know, so much in their lives. I love what you've just said. You know, this is really for me. I want to talk about, you know, this idea of how we get hung up on the how. Mm. And, and because, I mean, does the magician ask, how am I going to turn that rock into sand? You know, I mean, this is, let's talk about the energy of this for a minute. Because remember, remember earlier in the show, we were talking about the cosmic joke for a little bit. Yeah. I want to get back to that for a second, especially when we're going to talk about, you know, let's talk about the last shaman for a minute and, and magic all in one kind of kind of conversation here. You know, the cosmic joke is this idea that we're given the mind to explore the how, yet paradoxically, we're given the energy and the life force not to ever have to use it. <laughs> I mean, That's isn't true. that kind of, yeah, see, I got new, I get you to laugh on that one, right? But it's Is true. It, That's it, why I'm it's laughing. Not because it's absurd. It's it's absurdly true. It It, it is. We are giving, and that, that that's the thing is like, why have we got this organ that that can can rationalize like it, it does and take us so far off track? But it's, it's, it's good. You know, Joseph Campbell, the great mythology guru, 
he said, look, the rational mind is, is a, you know, is, is really a servant. And I, I, know, I, I know Einstein has been quoted as saying something like this, but I, but I actually heard Joseph Campbell say this, is that, you know, the, the rational mind is really a, a secondary organ. It's a, it's a faithful servant, as, as Einstein said. And, but, you know, our intuition, yeah. our superconscious, is, is the primary organ, is, is, the, is the master. But we live in a society that has reversed that and, and you know, made the, made the or, or given the power to the rational mind. It's given the servant the power, and, and we've got the servant running the show. And what does the servant know about it? If you use that as an analogy, the servant knows nothing. The servant's not traveled. The servant hasn't been out in the world. The servant's not educated. The, the servant hasn't got, you know, any higher mind. <laughs> you know, so, and, and that's who we are, we are allowing to run the show, and, and it's, a, it's another thing that we've got to ma- wake up to and another fundamental misconception that, that we operate on that, that perpetuates that because also, you see, when, when we... Th- this is the thing is, is that so much emphasis is placed, and I see it now with my poor kids going through school, and, and poor yeah. me, I went through it at school as well, where so much emphasis is, is placed on what you know, what you learn, what you can retain with your brain, and uh, what, what you can understand and work out. And so our approach to anything is we believe we have to have it all worked out, and we want it all worked out, and that again engages our rational mind, and it just engages our belief system, which then presents itself through thoughts and feelings that we take as reality. Someone on a show I did the other day said something really beautiful. I said, Water was not discovered by fish, you see, because they, they're in it. And, and when we're in our perception, we don't know any better. We just assume we are experiencing reality, and we're not. We're just experiencing our belief systems. We're experiencing our assumptions. There's another mode of awareness that is our soul mode of awareness that has got the big picture, and it's outside of our thoughts and feelings, and it's outside of you know, our, our, our understanding and need to understand, it's, it, you know, that engages our rational perception. And so, you, you see, this is the other misconception yeah. I was talking about because really the, the, the highest, the most high, the highest minded approach to anything is actually to suspend your knowing, is suspend your need to understand. That, that's important, but, but later, the first thing is to, to suspend your, your preconceptions, your understanding, your, your need to know, and allow, you know, the, the information that occurs to you outside your limited normally limited framework so that you enter out into a new territory of your genius and your inspiration and and see through the eyes of the part of you that is connected to everything through all time and space. And the gateway, the doorway to that, the bridge, if you like, is is to not need to know. And it's a paradox and it's counterintuitive. Every bone in our body says that, that that couldn't be right, but it is. It is, Dr. Pat. It is. I love this, you know, talking with you. Um, boy, I, I, let's just talk about something very specific that we can really help a lot of folks with. One of the things you touched upon, and I just want to get back to it, is intuition. I have to tell you, I, I can't tell you more times than not. As a matter of fact, William, you know, I, 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 I come up with things. So, for example, I'm getting ready to launch Call to Shine. 
it's it's going to be a platform that I'm very excited about, you know, helping people, coaching people from a, from a perspective that really isn't about the left brain, as people would say. Mm. And so what happens sometimes when you, you live in this creative energy uh, ideas and I say, you know, I want to do this and I want to do it for this upcoming event. And so sometimes in the outside world, it's kind of like, oh, my God, she's going to launch another website. Is that for real? <laughs> right. But it's not a website. So here's what I want to ask you about, you, you know, and, and get your comment on, because I think this is so cool for people to understand the last shaman, what that really is about. If our thought, you know, our thought of anything creates a spiritual prototype of that thing. If that happens and within that prototype, there's this law of growth, right? Which ever tends to produce that desired thing you're talking about, right? We got the spiritual prototype of that thing. And then we've got the law of growth. There's nowhere in the middle that says you have to connect all the dots to get there. So we don't know the specific means by which that good is going to come to us, yeah. right? But yeah. we better darn be sure never to doubt that that good is coming. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. And, and it's really important for everyone to get what you're saying, Dr. Pat, because you see, Colin Wilson, who I think is the, is the foremost expert on magic, and the type of magic we're talking about, by the way, not the occult magic, although he has studied that kind of magic. Mm-hmm. But he says, uh, Colin, Colin Wilson says that there's two things that are common to every uh, discussion of magic through every time in history, through every culture and civilization and society everywhere in the world, is actually only because he studied them all and, and, and their relationship to magic. And he says there's only two things actually that every one of them uh, agreed on. And that is that there's a, an ether along which mental energy travels and, you know, seeks out its vibration and attracts it back to the mind that put that energy out. Now, and that's the one thing. And then the second thing, which I think is the coolest thing, he says, and magicians don't know how they, and this is, mind you, listen to this, this is universally held by every single culture and civilization in history, in any geographical part of the world. They say, they all agree on this, is magicians don't know how they do what they do. (laughs) And so, you, may, you know, what do you want to be, the first magician that knows how he does what he does or she does? <laughs> you, you're not going to make magic by that because if you need to control the process, you're going to go into your rational mind, the part that shuts you down to magic. You, your, your primary job, and look, let's not, make, let's, let's not create illusions here. Dr. Pat, you take action on, on, on everything. You know, you... You, 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 you turn up to your radio shows. I do as well. Yeah. My, my pen moves when I write my books. I mean, I take action. But it's not my prime. Even that is not my primary role, believe it or not. My primary role is to be connected to my end results and have my will in those end results because that can, can, creates an emotion that then informs myself, the universe. I, I actually don't know how it works. I'm not going to sit here and say how it works. But, but I do know this much, that it creates an emotion that then changes the color of 
everything and informs me and anyone practicing that in an entirely different way that creates entirely different results. And if you look at anyone who's stuck, who's in, in any terrible situation, this may not sound like, like it's being very compassionate, but I, I believe it is because I believe it's offering a solution. And that's why kids who, who write to me and say, I was going to kill myself and now I want to live, is because the, I've plugged them into the secret is that, you know, they don't, they don't need to control the whole process and know all, all about everything. Um, they just need to change their orientation to be end result focused and put the will in that because that yeah. then changes the color of everything. And that's yeah. why I liken it to flicking a switch because it does. You, you go from, you know, literally from one world to another at the flick of a switch. Exactly. Here's what I want to talk about with this, because this is really so important for everybody listening to the show today. You know, I don't think I've heard, I've been doing this for 10 years, uh, William, and I don't think I explained this as clearly as you just did. But, you know, let's get it down to, let's get it down to the deal. If I'm sitting in a house today, and I am, I, I have got to sell my house. I, for whatever the reason is, I've got to sell it. And I've got to sell it in a week. Now, here's where we are. If you let your intellect become, we have a choice. We can let it become either a great hindrance or a great help. If it causes doubt, any idea we have about whether or not we're going to be able to sell that house or not, if that doubt comes up, we are doomed. You know, on the other hand, if we look at it and focus on, as you say, focus on the conclusion, that end game, that reality yeah. of it, if that's what we focus on, there is a different energy of that. Totally. But can I, can I make a really important distinction here? Because I have yes, caused please. a lot of people, uh, alleviated a lot of people's suffering here. Yeah, please. Is that is that we mustn't fear the negative idea that I've got to sell my house in a week. I've, I've been in situations like that, that before yep. uh, where I've had deadlines and, and that. And I, I know that when you're under stress and pressure like that, doubts and that will arise. And the thing about it is, is, is not to be devoid of, of that because to then want to shut that out, well, then, ah. then you're just giving the power to that, you see. But, right. but what it is is to take the way I see it and the way I agree with you, absolutely I agree with you, Dr. Pat, in the way that I see it is that, yes, that, that, you let that doubt rattle around, but it's not what you pay attention to. It's not where you anchor yourself you. in your consciousness. You anchor yourself in the end result. And can I say to you that this Please. is true? Can I say to you, this is true. The greatest magician I knew was an impecunious lady in, in Sydney, a, a, a very poor woman who lived in, I don't know if you have them here, we call them squats. They're places that people take over and don't pay rent. And then the, you know, the, the landlords can't get them out because they've got rice and that. And she lived in a squat in Sydney and she never had money. You know, but there was some, God bless her, there was, she, I, I talk as though she's in the past. I still know her. And God bless her. She's the most innocent person because whatever she has been, 
She has done more than with me than, than the richest friends and clients that I have. If I go to Africa and invite people to go to Africa, she doesn't, ha- she, she doesn't have money to live from week to week. But if I say, who's going to come to Africa with me? She puts up her hand and, you know, I say, yeah, well, there, there she goes again. Uh, she's not going to come. She hasn't got any money. And when we're leaving, she's at the airport with a ticket on safari, you know. <laughs> and, and, and she just has that innocent naivety that she can have whatever she wants. And and she does. And it, it's just it's unbelievable. She, she just doesn't apply it to, you know, um, having gainful employment or, or whatever. It's just, But it's just the way she lives. And she lives as a very innocent example of this magic where much richer people, much more functional people, much more talented, intelligent, uh, you know, healthy people than her uh, want to do it and, and, and find all sorts of obstacles in her way. She has none of the resources they have, and yet she, she achieves everything that she sets her mind to. Well, I mean, isn't this why you do the work you do? I mean, uh, you know, William, this is really such a timely conversation. Um, If you were to listen to today's show and just got a sense of, you know, this woman uh, that was there today on, you know, uh, just an idea of the love that showed up, you know, you would become a believer of this force that we're talking about, this, this energy. And then the, the, the real joke would be, you know, the big, real cosmic joke would be on the cosmos, really. <laughs> you, you know, and it, it, it's part of what you do so well and what you talk. I wanted to, to ask you, um, uh, for those those of you listening to the show, I just want to tell you this is a great, great conversation with William Whitecloud. I want you to go to the website, WilliamWhiteCloud.com. You know, please go ahead and check out his book, sign up for the newsletter. You know, keep an eye on some of the incredible things that um, that he's doing. Uh, you know, William, do you want to mention any of the upcoming events uh, today? Or Well, uh, I, I do want to mention that I've just arrived in America to live here and do my work. And actually, I, right now, I don't have a, a date in mind because I'm just refining a few programs. And once those, it's very important that everyone goes and logs onto my website, signs up so they can keep informed. I mean, on the website is a, a lot of information, even free resources that will really serve people and empower people in, in living um, the life and the way of life that we're talking about now, living magically. Uh, and, and there's the information on the books, what I do, um, and there are even free chapters, etc. And yeah. also, you know, there's what I do have that I can high, I, honestly, I highly recommend is there's an online course. It's a six-week program. It's a six-week lesson that you can do on your own at home uh, in the, in, by yourself and it's just totally designed to shift your thinking from that sort of egoic, uh, dysfunctional paradigm that we're talking about now to yeah. this inspired, it, 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 this inspired paradigm, this imaginative, inspired, uh, soulful paradigm. And, and it, it, it does that. It, you know, so many people have done the course, and I know that it's true. I can, I can guarantee it. It just takes you from that plod, plod, plodding track. 
and puts you on that flowing, inspired. That's what it's designed to do. So I highly recommend people look at that. But watch out. Keep keep abreast. Sign up for the newsletter because that way mm-hmm. um, you'll be informed of blogs and, and informed of resources that are coming up and also what I'll be doing. I mean, I will be going around giving half-day free lectures. And, you know, they're not just, it's not just talk. they right? real trainings. In, uh, in, in, in what we're talking about today. Well, I hope that when you get to that point, you will call us so that we can bring you back on and talk about that. Now, I just want to be clear. Um, the name of the six-week co- course, would you tell – is that the Alchemy uh, of Inspiration yeah, or not? Yeah, that, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Thanks thank for reminding right. it is, it is. It is the Alchemy of Inspiration, and it is. It's an alchemical process that totally transforms your – your, your outlook on life and your orientation and create this, this amazing instantaneous shift. I mean, it really, if, if you do the course, and, and it's, it's cheap, cheap, cheap. It, it should be thousands of dollars, and it's, it's for nothing. And if you do it, at the end of six weeks, you'll be standing in a different world than you've been. No matter what, I, I don't care what work you've done. You can have a doctorate in anything you like. You will, or, or you can have no knowledge or whatever, you will be in another world at the end of six weeks. Alchemy of Inspiration. Oh, I love it. it please, everybody, go check it out. WilliamWhiteCloud.com is the website. Just go right to the store. You'll see it there. And, you know, it, I thank you so much for mentioning that. I was actually, look, I was actually looking at that before you, before you came on the show. Isn't that, that funny? That's that psychic great. connection we've got, Dr. Pat. I think we do. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad that uh, you're here. I mean, we would love, love, love to support your work and support you getting out to so many people. You know, so please let us know how we can do that, William. Um, Thanks. Thank you. I will. I'll, I'll be in touch. I'll invite please. you. You must, you must attend some of my programs as my guest, you know, and, and you'll, oh. you'll see. This, this, what we're talking about today is not, is, is not theoretical. Mm. You can doubt it all you like. You, you know, I'll tell you something, a very interesting thing. I don't know if you have it in America, but in Australia, it's a worldwide organization, and it's, it's called the Skeptic Society. <laughs> and unbeknownst to me, the chairman, the chairman of, well, I think the president, actually, I don't think it was the chairman, the president of the Skeptic Society of Australia came to one of my workshops to debunk me, and at the end of that weekend became a convert. <laughs> I believe it, though. Yeah. No, I mean, because it is. You, 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 you can come in as skeptical as you like, but if you just participate in the processes, they're undeniable. I mean, they're, just self, they're simple and self-evident. I love it. William, thank you so very much. One last question. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave us with here today? Well, it might sound corny, I don't know, but it, I really believe in this is that follow your heart. Be, you know, believe that you have a heart, that there is something that matters to you personally deeply within you and, you know, that, that you care about for, for your sake, not anybody else's. Find out, find your heart, find, a, find what you care about, what matters to you, and make that what your life is about. And, and you know, honestly, that will not only tr- transform yourself. I don't say this 
to help anyone, to, to help you personally. I say this to trans, because I believe in, in global transformation, and, and, and the world is changed by people that follow their hearts, that, that, that get in touch with their hearts and live from their hearts. And for, for the sake of yourself and for the sake of the world, I urge everyone to do that. Oh, that is a beautiful, beautiful way to bring this conversation to a close. Um, William, thank you so much for all that you do. Please, please, please. I, I, you have an open door to come back. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dr. Pat. Love. I knew, and I knew I would when I, the moment I heard that accent. <laughs> I just knew we were going to have a great conversation, and and lots of love to you and everyone listening. And you know, really. The magic is real, and, 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 and let's get magical. There's, there's no reason to live anything else other than a magical life. There actually isn't. Oh, I love it. And by the way, you're right on about the accent. You know, imagine me being born in the Bronx, New York, growing up in a family that had a, a, a mom. My stepmom was from the Deep South. So what you're hearing is a half New York and a half you know, South Carolina accent here. That's what uh, you got going I thought on. so. <laughs> I thought it came from further south than you. Yeah, that, no, that's right. You, you're actually you're the only one that picked up on that. In ten years, I was doing the show. No way! I don't believe yeah. it because I'm not even yeah. from here. So maybe that that's is... what it takes as an outsider. <laughs> It does. Thank you, William. Thank you, guys, all of you, for tuning us in, turning us on. And I want to tell you, if you have missed any part of this show, we're going to make sure it's up in the archive very, very quickly. You know, remember, you are the shining light. It is your birthright to do that. So shine on. We'll see you next time. Officially in the air. Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show is showing you love all year long, not just for Valentine's Day. Dr. Pat, known for her pay it forward manifesto, is now joined by the hosts on Transformation Talk Radio. I'm in love, baby, with Transformation Talk Radio. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Amazing host, incredible guest. Get your groove on. Feel the love. Be the love. Can't get enough of your love, pain. Lots of things I can't get used to. 
You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 